king of the temples too Don't let them rise and make a fool of you Let your soul appeal This is your place for all things Detroit Red Wings and all things Chicago Blackhawks. This is the Stick Blade Podcast with your hosts, Jordan Linscott, David Barnhouse, Nick LePage, and Tim Stompanato. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Stick Blade Podcast. This is your place for all things Detroit Red Wings as well as Chicago Blackhawks news, as well as the news around the NHL. I'm your host for tonight, Jordan Linscott, and we'll be joined by my co-host, David Barnhouse, Nick LePage, and Tim Stompanato. Everybody, welcome to our show. Like I said, we are a place for all things Wings, all things Hawks, and then stuff around the NHL as well. On tonight's show, in terms of the Wings, we're going to be talking about the fact that they finally came back down to earth. They finally ended up falling off of that crazy hot start that they had, but they still look decent. We'll talk about that a little bit this week. Um, a couple of milestones for players like uh, JT Comper hitting his 200th point this uh, this year. Joe Volander's on an absolute heater, proving why he deserves to be here and why he continues to make this roster better. Um, also, they handed Boston their first loss of the season. That's a fun one for them. It's been a while since they've been able to really hold their own against the Bruins. And then also the fact that Detroit seems to be winning through their depth. This is a team that we talked about in the offseason. Doesn't really have a ton of flashy superstars, but they're winning through depth, and depth is what's keeping them in this race. We're going to talk about that, and also it's kind of fun, but they're the second in their division now behind who? The Boston Bruins, and it's kind of fun that 10 games into this, Detroit is still that high in the standings. Mm-hmm. We are. I'm happy uh, to be covering the wings this week, even though we didn't have you know a, a good last three, no, really good last three games overall. I mean, Tim and Nick, you guys have a little bit different story in Chicago. Um, what do you guys have for us tonight? Yeah, uh, on the Hawks side of the bench tonight, we've got a couple of stories to talk about. One is the other black ace listed in the Jenner and Block report. Uh, You'll remember a few years back has filed suit against the Blackhawks organization for against Brad Aldrich and their role in the Brad Aldrich scandals. Uh, So we'll touch on that. And then uh, some prospect updates sort of across the various leagues. And uh, Nick then just thoughts on the team impressions on the team so far correct yeah yeah you nailed it on the head Tim that's uh we got ahead and then obviously you know we'll get to the flashback flash forward for uh our weeks for both the Hawks and the Red Wings so uh without further ado I'm going to pass it back over to Jordan all right so we'll start this one on a happy note um it it's not happy for the Wings that they finally came back to earth but it is interesting to see that the Wings have came back to earth and they still look like a very solid hockey club. I think a lot of people are going to look at this past week for the Wings, and this kind of ties into the flashbacks. So it's kind of like a spoiler for that, but the Wings ended up losing a game to Winnipeg in Detroit. They lost to the Bruins in Boston, and then they won by one goal last night in Detroit against that same Bruins club. Say what you will about this team, but and the I fact will. that this team is able to hang with competitors every single night, and even when they do lose a lot of the time, it's fluky stuff like the Winnipeg game, where by all like by all measurable statistics, the Wings should have beat Winnipeg pretty handedly. Connor Hellebuck decided, you know what, I'm going to put a Vezina-level performance on tonight. 
that was the that was the game where Reimer like it hit his glove and he tried to catch it and it fell behind him. Yeah, like that, yeah. So that's hockey goal. Yep. Yeah. But all things considered, man, even though the wings aren't hot like they were to start the season, it's really nice to see that they can still hang with literally every single club in the NHL at this point. And they can beat the teams that look like they're rebuilding, or at least by all measure, they should be beating the teams that are rebuilding. Yeah, I mean, it's it was tough after that hot start we had. I mean, yeah, we lost our opening game of the season, but then we just went on a streak and – Larkin and Debrinket were just beating each other back and forth. So it was exciting, but yeah, we needed to get knocked back down to earth. We're not, you know, the best team in the league, even though it looked like we could have been for a minute there. Um, But I think we're still a playoff caliber team. We can hang with the big guys. We just handed, like you said, Jordan, the beginning Boston, their first regulation loss of the season. They didn't take it very well, um, which we'll talk about. But, like, all of our players have been doing really well. The guys we wanted to step up, like Raymond, after a not-so-great second year, has already started out very hot. Guys like Joey V, who we're going to talk about. Um, new additions like Comfer, uh, Ghost Despair. Um, Hole has been really great. Cop has looked good, even though he's not a new addition. But he had a slow start last year after the surgery. So, like all the lines are contributing and it's good to really see that because when you want to be a playoff team, you need that depth contributing and the wings are starting to look like they finally have some of that depth showing up. I think that's, what's really cool about this whole comeback down to earth moment that you guys are having is your comeback down to earth is so different than when the Hawks beat the Penguins or Toronto or Vegas, and then they come back down to earth. Like we're reminded, no, 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 you're still a bottom team that had a good night. Your comeback down to earth is more just, it's you're not going to win every game. You know, you'll go on heaters and streaks and whatnot, but it's cool to see even on the days you don't win, you're still seeing four forward lines rolling. You're still seeing the defense and the goaltending holding up strong. It's so unique this year. I'm glad you brought up cop. Not maybe he's not a new addition, but he feels like one this year. Mm -hmm. It it really feels like him and Comfer and like that unit. Now it's gelling in such a way that it feels like a brand new team. Uh, it's been really interesting to see even on your, the nights where you face a little more adversity, it's a different adversity than you've had the past five or six years. Yeah. I think the thing that I think really stands out to me the most of the wings is when you look at them against the other, I think really high caliber teams of the NHL, right? Like people like to bring up the Toronto Maple Leafs, for example, but when you look at the Maple Leafs, that team is ridiculously top heavy. And I, I can't remember where I was reading it at, but I don't think that anybody outside of their top six lines even has a goal so far this season within like the past like four or five games or something like it's crazy how the NHL has basically two kinds of teams. They have the super top heavy teams and then they just have the balanced teams. I, you also have the San Jose sharks (laughs) that, yeah, they don't have shit. (laughs) I'm coming out swinging. 
But I do oh. think it's kind of interesting seeing how the league seems to be changing in this regard. It, I I do think that the league used to very much be a superstars win you games. Oh, yeah. I don't think you can really do that anymore with how good players are getting, how the salary cap and teams are really starting to manage it more, and how much analytics are helping teams find yeah. players in the rough. I, I mean, I mean, Edmonton has two superstars and they've yep. won two games. So those two superstars have gotten them two games. I was just going to say I would rather have the Detroit Red Wings. And this kills me to say because I wouldn't rather have nothing to do with the Detroit Red Wings. But I would rather have the Detroit Red Wings team this year over having McDavid and Dreisaitl. And I know that's asinine to say, but realistically, I would add, rather have a team that any given night a line is going to produce for you than just hope that in the 25 to 30 minutes you overload your top two forwards that they're going to outscore your opponent. Detroit mm-hmm. is being more like that Carolina that's just consistent and stable. Uh, that is, I think, what we're moving to is that ensemble style play. Yep. Oh, yeah, it's absolutely. I mean, I, to, to carry on of the Detroit depth, you know, I think that's kind of kind of flashing back to last year. You know, we were excited by a few. You know, there's a few big signings when it comes to Detroit, but again, it was missing. You know, star power because you guys had depth pieces last. Oh yeah, year. you d- you absolutely had the depth, but when you add a superstar like Alex to break it, I will say, uh, it just makes that depth even more incredible mm-hmm. because then you could, you have guys that could fill all throughout the lineup. You know, then you add JT Confer on there. Uh, he's an upgrade from um, what's. What's the center's name? Former Hawk. Uh, oh, last... um... oh, uh, it's Pia Suter. Pia yeah, Suter. Suter. Yes. Brandon Perlini. No, yeah, no. Right. You no, I Perlini. mean, it's just it's a whirlwind of a difference. You know, we were, we were excited about uh, the wings last year, but you know, like you guys said, uh, kind of wrapping it up, or not wrapping it up, but to about uh, go back to the point where it's like coming down to earth is you know, losing a few games here and there for Detroit. With adding like a guy like Debrinket and how deep their lineup is, it's it's going to be fun to see them compete night in night out because, like like we mentioned, the Oilers there there are these star power you know couple forwards that oh. they rely on to carry them, but Detroit is going to be competing with these you know playoff teams each and every night and you know I we there hasn't been an absolutely terrible night out of them that we were used to seeing like over the last few years. Mm-hmm. I mean, that I think this is kind of like a good transition into like the talks of like JT Conference, Joe Valeno, but yeah. we bring up depth, and I think that is a really good point. Like, obviously, Joe Valeno has what is it, five goals right now on the season? JT Conference just got his 200th point, which that's a career milestone for him, but he still looked really good. Him and Andrew Cobb, I think, are both up like four goals apiece or something like that. Mm-hmm. This Detroit team doesn't rely just on Alex Dabrinkit, Dylan Larkin, and Lucas Raymond to generate points and offense for them. You do. You have guys on all four lines contributing, and you have guys on all three defensive pairs who can contribute offensive production. That's something that a lot of teams don't have right now. I mean, yeah, all of our defensemen contribute. Like, Ghost Despair, Cider, Wallman are like our top three scoring defensemen, but then, you know, Justin Hole is just as good in there too. And I just want to, again, I know I made that comment about rather having the Red Wings than McDavid and Dreisaitl, but to my point, Larkin and Debrinkit as your star power stars on this team 
are able to thrive and take over a game and do what they do best because teams can't just load up and dedicate their entire top, you know, you know, defensive units, their top, you know, toughest lineups. They can't line up against them the whole time because they have to spread it out. If they shut down that top line, other people will pick up the slack. And so with that balance, your stars are able to really shine and take over that game. They're not burning out. And I mean, we've seen a completely, like not saying he's been bad, but a completely different Dylan Larkin this year. And I forget it was either Nick or Tim that said like, with you, you, you said that like, uh, to bring it was going to really open him up and we we're actually going to see him being a one C. I truly think? believed that there was a whole other level of Larkin that we'd never gotten to see. And we're, and we're seeing it this year. I mean, he's near the top of the league in points. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of the thing with Detroit though. It's like, obviously do you want the star power players? Yeah, of course you don't. Yeah. Who I've been doesn't going want crazy over Bedard. Like, of course I do. <laughs> but at the end of the day, those players, the NHL is showing us more and more those players can't carry you to cups. At some point, you have to have the support players to play with them. And I think Detroit kind of has found those support players for a guy like Dylan Larkin and a guy like Alex Frank, who, yeah, those are great players, but those guys can't just, they can't play, like you guys said, 30 minutes a night and score four goals every night. Other players have to contribute, and the other players mm-hmm. have been contributing. And speaking of players contributing, we have Joe Valeno, um, who had you told his boyfriend. <laughs> yes. Had you told me when we drafted Philip Zadina and Joe Valeno in the same round that Joe Valeno is going to be the guy who's actually contributing and on this team still, I called you crazy. But look where we are. Yeah, like holy he, cow. <laughs> he's certified third line center for a guy who was basically a second round draft pick. Like, what was he, pick 30 or something like that? Basically won, a second rounder. Yeah. 30 or 31. Yeah, right at the tail end there. You know, I think he was he was projected to be like 15, 10 to 15. Yeah, well, before his injuries. I think he benefits kind of um you know, not to throw not to talk about the Hawks, but like he kind of benefits in like the Lucas Reichel role where kind of the attention is off him now. Mm-hmm. You know, with all the additions the Wings have made, you know, obviously everybody's talking about Debrinket, you know, Lucas Raymond more Cider. You know, Valeno's just kind of there in a good way. Like he's he's contributing, you know. He, he doesn't have all these expectations pushed on him now because there's a superstar there to help carry. Uh, Lucas Raymond, obviously, we've seen what he could do and what he could amount to. And then just the again, all around great talent throughout the Red Wings lineup. He is going to be brought picked up, you know, where he needs to be. And we've we've even seen instances where he could, uh, you know, provide uh, provide on his own too. Let's look like he has five goals on the season so far. I think. Yeah, he's Fantastic. got five goals so far. Which, yeah, like he's been like streaky, but still doesn't matter. He's still been solid two way player on the games he doesn't score points. If you've got like eleven games in the season and your third line center's got five goals, I'd say that's pretty darn good supplemental <laughs> score. Like, and this is a guy that every year I obnoxiously ask you, David, like, do we is there room for Joe Valeno? Is this where they get rid of? Yeah, he has shown he took the opportunity. He finally has like show whether it's development or whether it's just mentally he's in the right spot, but like he's here. That's really exciting to see. We need to get Max back on so I can gush more about Joe Valena to him. Cause that was, my, <laughs> I, that was every topic I brought up. I was like, Hey, uh, 
Joe Valeno. He's going to get back. Oh, my God. You're the Valeno guy. It it got worse than that. You were like a high school girl talking about – there was like one picture of Joe Valeno where he looked super jacked. I think you talked about that for like a You were in your Valeno era for a while, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hey, the haters going to hate. I'm just going to – No, no. Not hate. No, no. Shake it off, brother. Shake it off. Shake it off. Listen, I was on Alex Nylander for the longest time until I finally gave up. Yeah, we all did that. Yeah, Joe Valeno is at least coming around. The uh, the last thing I want to talk about, and it's kind of going to be part of the flashbacks, I'm going to guess. But man, the Red Wings handed the Boston Bruins their first loss last night in regulation at home in LCA, and that is that was such a statement game by them. You, they went down two goals really quick into the game, and when something like that happens, there's a real tendency to start cheating for offense, oh, and then yeah. you get burned because you cheated for offense, and it just compounds the problem. Detroit just took a second, took a breath, calmed down, and slowly clawed their way back into this game against a team that, up until this point, I think up until what was it, a couple of days ago, they had the best, arguably defensive, like playing structure in the NHL. Yeah, you can say what you want about Boston missing some of their defensemen because of suspensions, but the structures didn't change for those guys. And the fact that Again, Detroit beat the only team ahead of them in their division standings. That's huge for them. They're a team that hasn't been able to really do that for the past almost five years. And what, we scored, what, three goals in a few minutes? Something like that. They clawed back real quick, though. Because when we were down 2 nothing, I was like, I was about to run, like, okay, yeah, Boston is still a far better team. And then we tied it up. I'm like, all right, we're making it a game. And then they score, and I was like, well, all right, and I like was doing something. And I checked my phone. Like, wait, we're we're winning. So then I had to like go to data because, of course, my internet's not working. So I'm watching the rest of the game on my phone and watching oh, Brad Marchand be Brad Marchand, which we'll talk about. <laughs> but I, no, I I just wanted on record. I th- the last episode we did of this, I predicted that Detroit was going to hand Boston their first loss. It wasn't exactly the one I thought it was going to be, but... That's true. You thought it was going to be the one when we were on our hot streak. Hey, you know, better late than never, right? And then they punched us in the mouth. Yeah. Well, While Jordan that... was there. Yeah, yeah that, that was rough. <laughs> you were you were in the middle of enemy territory. That was a scary one for you. <laughs> but that was a blast, though. It was a blast. I would definitely make the trip back anytime. So which um, original six arenas do you still need to go to, Jordan? I still need to go to Toronto, Montreal, and New York. I'm I'm thinking of making the trip up to uh, Montreal and Toronto oh. at the end of this season, actually, in April, because they play like four days apart. So me and my brother are like, you know what, man? Let's just do it. Let's just take the trip. Let's so go. what I'm yeah. hearing is the Stickblade boys go on a little uh, north of the border road trip, go up Montreal, Toronto, I, come back down the New York side. My wife and I do want to go to Montreal and Quebec. And I want to find me a nice Quebec uh, Nordique shirt while I'm there. So you I'm know, a sucker for day. some poutine. So I'm Ooh. in. But I think that's everything I have to cover for the wings, unless you have anything else, David. No, I could go on and on for another 20 minutes about Joe Valeno, but I, won't. I, I do have a quick question. I just, how's Rasmussen looked recently? He's someone he's that good. I. He's good. Okay, cool. Is he sort of being a fixture in the top six like I was hoping, or is he on the third line now? He's 
unfortunately for him, he's basically like being forced to play middle six minutes, <laughs> more third line than second line. Just they've got cop and uh Comfer they've playing together. Up. And yeah, okay. Perron, unfortunately, is too good for the third line out of an NHL club still. So I'm so curious because his contract is up after this season, right? Uh, yeah, yes. he'll be up after this season. I'm very curious what they do with Perron if they let him let him go and organically bring people up or what. Because I love Perron, but I, you're right. He's he's, he's not third pair and he's or he's not third line. And he's sort of. He, he has Michael Rasmussen's spot until he exactly that's exactly up. and I'm pulling for Rasmussen. So I was curious. Thanks for the update. Um, we can move on to the Hawks in just a moment, but first we got to talk about one of our sponsors for tonight, and that's DraftKings oh. Sportsbook. Um, obviously the NHL season is going strong, and DraftKings is hooking new customers up on an offer that's even better. Um, you can bet five bucks on any game this week, score two hundred dollars instantly in bonus bets. And it's not just that. They're offering all customers to take advantage of a sweetener every game this October. So, like, for example, the Wings are going to be playing, I think it's New York this week. You can bet on the New York game. The Hawks, you guys, who, I'm trying to remember who you guys play after uh, the game versus Florida tonight. After the game versus New Jersey tonight, we're playing the Tampa Bay Jersey, Lightning sorry. on Thursday. And then so Florida like, Panthers on Sunday. So, you, you're close to Florida. I was close to Florida. But we yeah, played them last could, night. You did play, yeah. Okay, so I was gonna say I knew you guys played them like either last night or coming up like within the next two days. Our next three games are Florida, and the one back was Florida. So if you want to put a bet on Florida, that's probably a safe bet. <laughs> <laughs> so this is not gambling advice, FIA. Oh God! Again, anything I say is the farthest from advice you could get. No, but no, seriously, if you uh, if you like if. Gambling on sports is your fancy. Check out DraftKings Sportsbook. They have bets on all sorts of stuff. And like I said, they've got cool uh, promos going on right now. You can get it on the game day greatness by downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers, again, you can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five, especially on the NFL. Again, that's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, which is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. If you have a gambling problem, you can call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling by calling 888-789-7777 or visiting ccpg.org. Please pay responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resorts, licensee partner Gold Nugget Lake Charles 21 or older, beige area by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restriction terms and responsible gaming resources. So, boys, let's move on to the Hawks. Yeah, absolutely. Not as happy as the Wings, unfortunately. It, I think we'll just get it. Dick, I don't know about you. Let's rip the Band-Aid off and yeah. talk about the, the heavy one first. I mean... I think the most important thing to talk about, we are a Hawks side, our Hawks side of the podcast. We can't not talk about it. Uh, during the Jenner and Block investigation with the Brad Aldrich scandal that involved uh, sexual assault, grooming, a lot of issues there, obviously. The other black ace that was named where Kyle Beach came forward, there was an additional black ace that had been groomed, assaulted, threatened uh he has now filed a lawsuit against the blackhawks organization something you know people are a little confused on you know the internet it, it, this isn't necessarily a new 
case that has come forward. This was a case that was known, but that person had not filed a lawsuit. So there was nothing to settle or address yet. Uh, this person is finally from everything that I've been reading since it came out, they have reached the point where they are comfortable. And at that point where they can come forward and say, I'd like to actually press charges and face this. And like, that's, that's huge. And it's a good reminder that as excited we are about the future and what we're building with our organization that we can't forget the past and we can't forget the darkness that's there and sort of the darkness that permeates under a lot of the culture of this sport that we love so much. And it's important that as we get excited for the future, we don't forget and that we build that future better than it was and with more hope. I don't know, Nick, I, I'm just sort of rambling now. No, yeah. I mean, you, you, you made great points, Tim. I mean, it is part of who we were. And, uh, you know, obviously there's going to be fans uh, that on NHL fans are going to troll. Uh, we've oh, seen yeah. the jokes like, you know, Ottawa tampered with something or Ottawa made a bad trade and they lose draft picks. Hawks have this scandal and they get Bedard. Um, and no, I mean, it's, you know, we, we recognize what this organization was and, you know, obviously mm -hmm. I think, uh, you know, with the new ownership or not new ownership, but, uh, with, as much uh, as, yeah. yeah, with the takeover and the change in the organization, um, uh, you know, we're not trying to move past it. We're trying to acknowledge it and, you know, do better. Uh, obviously we're not going to go into great detail like we did, even with all due respect to, um, John Doe. Right now, uh, we've talked about what, you know, Kyle Beach went through, uh, and it's going to be very similar stuff uh, that John Doe is going, currently going through. Uh, and it sucks. It sucks that, uh, you know, this is kind of a looming black cloud over the organization. Um, but all we can do is try to be better uh, for the future uh, and accept our, you know, mishaps and mistakes. And, yeah. uh, you know, uh, just hopefully this, uh, hopefully this uh, John Doe gets what it, like, it gets clear clearance and, you know, comes together with their uh, life after all this is settled again. Um, and, uh, you know, we can move on to better things and uh, work on bettering ourselves as an organization. Yeah. And I, I do believe two points on my end before we, you know, I'll turn it over to our Detroit friends for some discussion if there is any, but I do, I am really happy at about where, Danny Wirtz and Jamie Faulkner have been taking the organization. I feel like they've been saying and doing a lot of the right things uh, since they took control and even more so now that Danny is the owner of the Blackhawks. Uh, there's definitely an acknowledgement from this new regime not to sweep things under the bus and to not just try and do the business as usual, to learn and grow from it and how do we do better, not just as an organization, but for our players, for the people, for the community they represent, it's, there is an awareness there. And so I'm, I am optimistic about that. And the only other point I have is I see the comments about bringing up Bedard, bring up, Oh, great. The Hawks are a new lawsuit and they're going to be awarded another first round, you know, another pick like the jokes aren't, aren't acceptable. They're not what you think they are. Uh, it takes away from the victims and I, 
I don't know. I, I just have a lot of issues with, I, I understand where they're coming from and I get it, but like keep it focused on the victim and what we can do to grow and focus. I don't know that there, there's no need to, because yeah. the jokes just backfire and end up. People see that. I don't know. Listen, it like, bothers we, me. No, we, I mean, we understand as fans, like our, those memories that we had growing up, it's, you know, there's a, it's it's tarnished a bit. It's tarnished. It'll a always bit. be. Yep. Um, and we accept that. And you know, uh, uh, just kind of to wrap up this subject, so we could go on to uh, you know, happier conversation. What we are all about. Uh, again, I think uh, collectively as a whole, uh, we as a podcast are you know just hoping everybody sees the ramifications and you know justice uh, yep. will be served. And uh, yeah, we hope uh, we're on we're support for this John Doe. And uh, again know to a better organization we are in the future uh and we recognize who we were in the past jordan david any uh, any thoughts on this at all uh obviously no pressure to yeah i mean you always support the victims in this and like what you said with the jokes like the jokes are just hurting the victims you're not you're not hurting the team yeah you can be pissed off that the blackhawks got bedard cool be mad about it but when you make jokes about like that it doesn't hurt the team. It hurts the victims. Like you don't care about what they went through. And I hope that with Yondo, they get the resolution they want and they can move on with their life and hopefully have a better future than what was hurting them in the past and then the present. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah. it's, it's a, it's a shitty situation. Um, and just to reiterate again, like making jokes about it is not something you should be doing people. Like you're just making yourself look bad and you're hurting the victim. I think the thing is, and I think it's actually really interesting. Like you can move forward or you can move forward without moving on, so to speak. And that's kind of what I feel like the Hawks are doing. It's and like, when I say move forward, I don't mean like you, you can do like you can look back at you know like mishaps or mistakes and stuff like that, and you can evaluate them, make changes for the future, and then not forget that you made those mistakes, without also realizing hey we're also making changes in the future because of those mistakes. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. not mutually exclusive. Like you don't if you're gonna move forward, you don't have to forget the things that happened in the past. You lo- use them as like you know like learning steps, right? Like as much as the people around the league don't want to admit it, like this happening with the Blackhawks organization, this is going to put a lot tighter restrictions on professional conduct around the NHL. I feel like it's, it already has, we've already seen more accountability and more eyes and ears perk up around, not just this league, but all over the hockey world. Mm -hmm. And like, I mean, sorry, Jordan, it's all right. It's just, it's, it's one of those things where, as much as, yeah, this is a terrible situation and it's terrible that something like this happened to a player. Just because something terrible happened doesn't mean there can't also be good outcomes for other people. Like like I said, like new safety measures are being put in place. Like you said, other sports are taking note because of things like this. I Just because something bad happened doesn't mean it has to be only bad results. Like It sucks that this obviously happened to the Hawks and you wouldn't wish it on anybody, but it is good that, you know, the Hawks are stepping forward on other organizations. Yeah. If this happens in the future, you're going to be able to say, well, the Hawks handled it this way. You guys had an example to learn from and you didn't. I feel like 
with the way that the Hawks are handling this and it's being handled in general, it's giving less leeway for stuff like this in the future. And I think that is a good takeaway, even though the situation at hand is a terrible one. We can't yeah. change the past, but we can be called to account and we can move forward addressing it for the future. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it. I, I, I said mean, it a lot longer. No, 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 no. Yeah. Like that's how I can recap because you to, did, said it. Yeah. To recap with like Jordan, like uh, what you said from the be- in the beginning, it reminds me of a quote my dad told me with like, I've had issues with family members and he says, you can forgive, but you don't have to forget. And so like we can forgive the the transgressions and learn from them and move on, but you don't have to forget. Like it's going to be a tarnish on the Blackhawks like legacy. You don't even oh, have absolutely. to forgive. Yeah. You don't have to forget. I mean, that, that, that's, that's, <laughs> that's what they don't tell you is you can also not forgive while still letting go of some of the, like, and still move forward. There's still a way yeah. to healthfully move forward without ever having to forget. It's a fat, yeah, it's a fascinating like, holding all those different emotions. We don't have to forget emotions. the people that did all those things, but like the Blackhawks organization as a whole. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I, I still feel comfortable being a Blackhawks fan. Yes. Uh, even after all this, I don't know That's if I, I would be at. if John McDonough and a lot of the old regime were still there and like nothing had nothing had changed yeah there'd be no corrective measures yeah exactly like somebody has to be called to account and where we're at now i will hold everything in the past while also being able to move forward because i see what they're doing and i feel good about where we're going yes that's yeah that's what I meant by that. <laughs> yeah, I just, man, we're working through this in real time. Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. You're 100. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, but I think you know we you know you know change things in brighter pastures. You know, obviously we're t- we we mentioned future, uh, yeah. a yeah. lot a, a lot of the future, and uh, you know the future's bright. Also on the ice, we hope to be better uh, as an organization as a whole off ice. But the future on the ice is also bright too. Tim, why don't you? Uh, Take us away with uh, some of these prospects. Members. I mean, yeah. I mean, we've got a slew of different prospects to talk about. Uh, there's a couple that we've got individual talk about, but like right off the bat, I screenshotted a Twitter post from the Chicago prospects, uh, Wally Mazarek's profile. Uh, he does killer work, by the way, if you don't follow him. He's not related to the Stickley podcast at all. He's just somebody that I follow that no, sort of get. Yep. Gathers all this prospect information. He's fantastic. We'd love to have him on the pod someday. But as of yesterday, the these are the following Chicago prospects that are a point per game at least in their respective leagues. Martin Misiak, Jerry Felkman, Gavin Hayes, Paul Ludwinski, Frank Nazer, Oliver Moore, and Cole Gutman. With the exception of Cole Gutman, who was a free agent, uh, unsigned college free agent that we were able to sign, everyone else was a draft pick. Like, that's a big deal, especially with Nazer, who that's was off really to a bit drafting. of a slow start this, like, him, Moore, Ludwinski, Gavin Hayes, especially, Martin Misiak. Like, some of these names are guys that you're hoping end up in the top six for the Hawks. Like, that's thrilling to see that they're a point per game right now. Yeah, and that's not even mentioning, you know, obviously, Landon Slager cooled off too uh, with Notre Dame, but he was on a tear. I think he opened the first six games of the year with a goal. Um, so, I mean, it's just things are kind of shaping together. It's, you know, obviously things aren't great 
Uh, we'll get to the team on the ice right now uh, yeah. in a little bit. Um, but, you know, it's good to see the farm kind of working its way together. And it's, uh, you know, it, 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 whether it be off, offense, defense, goalies, it, it's just – it's. The, the, the dogs are barking. Let out the dogs some more. Excited. We're ready. He, he, yeah, he's excited too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, Nick, uh, Drew Camaso in Rockford, he's off to a 3-1-0 and sh- uh, start to his season in Rockford. He's got one shutout. He's got a .936 save percentage, and he's got 1.76 goals against. Like That is Huge, because Camaso came from college. This is his first season, really, in Rockford in professional hockey. Uh, what a dream! Like that's super exciting for a goalie to adjust at this level. Like, listen, I know the AHL is not the NHL, but it's also college isn't the AHL. Like, those are the levels here. No, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and then just you know, with the way the game has changed too, in general, uh, a lot of. A lot of pe- a lot of players now in today's NHL, and you know, obviously the future, which we've seen, they're coming from the NCAA. Like, oh yeah, it, it used to be just Canadian Hockey League. Uh, obviously, overseas, not much representation from the NCAA. Uh, but it, it it is a changed game, and uh, you know, I, I mean, I'm excited for Camesso too. I I you know, with Soderblom's look good, and you know, you see Camesso in the future one down the line. And Adam Gajan. Yeah, Gajan has also been great too. I mean, there's. The one prospect I do want to touch on, just please not, not touch on, I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, Ludwinski, I know, I think we hinted at it in the past. I think he's going to be brought up a lot more this year um, on this show specifically, uh, just with Debrinket kind of being on the side of Detroit now. Uh, and Ludwinski being the second round pick, we, the player we used to draft that second round pick. It, it's, God, so we got Korchinski and Ludwinski. <laughs> First off, that's great. I love that, how that yeah. sounds. But. Dang, both those players for Debrinket. That's a good deal. Yeah, and I think I think he won OHL Player of the Week for uh, uh, Week One. So yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited to uh, you know follow him along again with just with Debrinket being on the side of the wings now, uh, Korchinski up uh, in the end. So it, it's exciting to well uh, follow and, him along. And Ludwinski, he had some injuries last year that sort of slowed yeah. and derailed his season. So, like, seeing him healthy this year, like, he's clearly been a force. Like, he's a guy that I think we both, like, typically gra- uh, gravitate towards that style of play a little bit more. Like, he's not just a goal scorer. He mixes it up a little bit. Uh, but talking about Korchinski, I mean, he, him and Bedard crossed their nine-game thresholds. Their entry level contracts have kicked in. They're burning the year of their contract. Yeah. That's a huge deal. I mean, it's not surprising. Like the, they both look like they belong, obviously, but it's still a big deal to note. No, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think Korchinski was the one kind of at question at the beginning of this season. Yeah, you uh, seen the first four games. Obviously, Bedard was staying. I mean, know, yeah, but, we always do that. Yeah, like, that Korchinski was, was not, up in the air. Yeah, Korchinski was. He was, and then you know. Three games in, you're like, all right, this guy is NHL ready. You know, obviously he's going to have some mishaps here and there. Um, Welcome to the NHL. It's yeah, been a different right, exactly. Like, as yeah. a 19 year old defenseman, too, you usually don't see these guys until they're 2021. 20, um, but he he has played the part. Uh, we'll we'll get into you know the one iconic play I think from the past week. 
a little later in the flashback flash forward. And we're uh, sort of blurring into our thoughts on the team. I, yeah, I feel like that's why I didn't it, want to go too much into detail there. And, and I think that's where I, that's where I'm at with this, like <coughs> going into with Korchinski and our thoughts on the team. It's hard not to talk about our thoughts on the team and then talk about the rookies separately, just because that is a lot of my thoughts on the team. Uh, Korchinski. And then, uh, Again, I know he was injured, but and he's back in tonight. Uh, Alex Vlasic, man, has looked like a true like he's gonna be a beast of a shutdown defenseman in this league. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, between you know Korchinski, Vlasic, um, Kaiser, I know Wyatt Kaiser has looked. He was a slow start to the season, but he has really found his footing and has in. Again, lesser minutes than Korchinski and Vlasic have been exposed to, but like he's found his footing and he's looking really, really stable as a fixture. Yeah. So, I mean, between the prospects, obviously, uh, that we see with our squad, uh, uh, obviously with the Hawks, and then, you know, in the organization, it, things are just, I mean, I'm excited. This is as excited as Ben uh, for a long time. I think I can oh, say that every, every there's week. There's a future. Yeah. There's, there's a plan. <laughs> It, well, Nick, that's exactly it. There's there's a future and there's a plan that doesn't change every year. Yeah, we are we are on a path now, and we that is over. no. But wings, you get no, it. Sorry. Like yeah. you know no. what it's like to have a path. Trust the David's David's. David's I, I'm trusting it's Kyle a, from Chicago. That it doesn't come off the tongue like the Iser plan, but oh, you get sure, it. he's thought of everything, even the branding. Branding. I don't, we've got to come up with something fun for like the Davidson rebuild, though. I, I, oh, we, yeah, give, absolutely. Give me, give me a day. I'll have some. I'll have a list. I'll, I'll get a text a at like one in the morning. I've got it. Tip, uh, <laughs> from a quote from the uh, from the uh, great movie Twelve Angry Men. Let's uh, run up the flagpole and see who salutes it. I love it. Uh, but yeah, that's that's pr- that's prospect updates. I'm I'm excited. I'm going to be seeing Rockford soon when they come play the Wolves. So uh, I'll have a scouting report for Phillips and Del Mastro and Allen. To the Wolves or something? What? Do you have season tickets? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I mean, it's it, not a full season because that is quite the commitment. But no, yeah, I go to like twelve games a year. How far do you live from the Wolves? Thirty minutes, roughly. It has a beautiful like, parking's easy. Like, listen, it's it's got like two dollar beer nights. You can't beat it, man. Go check out a Wolves game. Support your local hockey team. <laughs> oh my god, that made me think of the the Griffins do like the dollar beer nights. Did you see the Griffins lost the game because of stupid fans? I yes. they responded so well. Like, listen, I know this they wasn't did. on the topic, and it will take like five seconds. But like, shout out the in. Grand Rapids Griffins because they're like team and like PR handled that situation so well and they they've already they like identified everybody that was a part of it and they're like how embarrassing that we had a really good opportunity to like come back in that game and some idiot fans ruined that momentum for us we got a penalty they scored on the penalty like mm-hmm. how could you do that if you love this team like i was like oh my god this is worse than just like getting in tr- like this is terrible <laughs> We're disappointed and mad. Yeah, and also you're banned. Uh, now, yeah, just support your local hockey team because, man, I know it's easy to get caught up in the NHL, but, like, there is nothing better than if it's an AHL game, an ECHL game, 
if you're in the Southern Hockey League with the Florida Everblades and stuff like that, like oh the freaking Savannah Ghost Pirates, rock it out and support it. If you guys are right, we're going to move on to uh, the next segment of the show. Let's and before do we do that, we're going to have to talk about our other uh, sponsor for tonight's show, and that would be Raycon. If you haven't heard of Raycon, they make excellent earphones. I mean, obviously, the holidays are approaching. They make a cool gift for somebody. And if you're anything like me, you're probably going to overeat on the holidays. And come New Year's, you're going to need to go hit the gym and shed all the Christmas cookies and the cider and the eggnog the and all the other stuff. The salami, everything you have at Christmas. You know, I know. <laughs> the alcohol. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Alcohol, uh. all of that. I mean, I'm probably going to end up being on the treadmill a lot at the gym after the Christmas season's over. So what better gift to get somebody than a bunch of Raycon earbuds? That way, when they get on the treadmill, they can just put whatever podcast, music, or the show through their earbuds and just have, you know, a nice bit of time to themselves and work off, you know, all the extra weight that we always put on during the Christmas season. Um, Right now, obviously, Raycon's got a bunch of great earbuds on the market. I mean, if you look, they have, I think it's... I think their official term for it is perfect in-ear fit one so they don't fall out of your ears. Mm. They have, a, I think it's a 32-hour battery life on them. Raycon makes good earbuds. These are not the generic cheapo ones that you find for like $5. These are good quality earbuds. And the thing is right now, Raycon's offering a, a discount right now to our, uh, our listeners. So you can hurry now and can buy Raycon. If you go to Raycon.com slash THPN, you can get 20 to 50% off site-wide. <laughs> It's a pretty good discount. Again, that's by Raycon.com slash THPN. You can score up to 50% off Raycon products. By Raycon.com slash THPN. I mean, Nick, you can vouch for it. Like, they make good stuff. No, I mean, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go off script here. Raycon is absolutely (laughs) unreal. Uh, I my mom got me them as a Christmas gift uh, a few years back, uh, and I still wear them to this day. You know, when I'm mowing the yard, obviously. Uh, shoveling season's coming up, uh, so I'll be shoveling. I'll be shoveling the driveway when my ray yep. comes on. Listening to you know my favorite podcast, Stick Blade Podcast. Um, so yeah, I mean, buy Raycon. They are absolutely unreal. I know I will be supplying my family with Raycons using THPN promo code because uh, it's a great gift. You know, everybody needs headphones. Everybody listens to podcasts. Everybody listens to music. So why not treat yourself to some comfortable fitting uh, earbuds with Raycon? Yeah. So we can move on to the uh, the next part of the show. Um, obviously we've just got a little bit. I, I guess it's league news to talk about. Um, for anybody who hasn't heard, obviously there was a really bad accident these past couple weeks with uh ex uh, Pittsburgh Penguins player Adam Johnson. Basically, if you haven't seen the clip, it's on YouTube. There's this really weird collision where the guy who he hits. Flings his skate up in the air, catches or air catches him right across the neck. Blood starts shooting everywhere. So if you're squeamish, just FYI, if you were discretion advised. I I wouldn't. Don't, I, I, don't, would, I don't recommend wouldn't. not watching it. No, don't don't watch the clip. Don't share the clip. Uh, yeah, I mean it's just sorry to cut you off, George. It's just such a it's such a sad uh, freak accident. Incident. Yeah, I mean it's a freak accident. Hundred percent. All the conspiracy theorists, um, awful. Stop again. The jokes or the assumptions. It sucks. I didn't even realize there was conspiracy theorists and jokes it's about it. Yeah, don't pursue it. I couldn't 
not see it unfortunately and it's 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 just unfortunate but yeah uh honestly jordan you brought up something earlier about how from tragedy there can be hope for the future and something i found very interesting is i know the league hasn't mandated net guards but between this unfortunate situation this horrible situation and then last year with evander kane uh catching a skate in the wrist uh we're seeing more players wearing the neck and wrist guards like i know tj oshi and eric carlson are probably the two biggest players that have been seen in the show wearing the neck guards wyatt kaiser was the first blackhawk to wear because he actually skated with the player in the off season uh you said wallstrom right or wallman hey wallman yeah, I, so frankly, I remember seeing something with Wayne Gretzky recently where he was talking about the neck guards and saying it's going to be like visors where all of a sudden you're going to see it as new players. You know, people will be grandfathered in, but like moving forward, it's going to be mandatory at some point. And frankly, yeah. I think the neck guards look cool. It's like wearing a turtleneck with your, uh, with your jersey sweater. Like it's fantastic. Yeah, it's just, you know, it, it's, it's sad. Your life's so fragile. Uh, played a game he loved, obviously. Uh, I mean, former NHL player, but he, yeah, he's young. 28, I think he was. Yeah. Um, you know, not making millions upon millions of dollars, but, you know, seeing that kind of unfold and just tragedy. It's just sad. And, uh, you know, obviously our thoughts and prayers are with his teammates, family. Absolutely. Uh, the organization, and, you know, I uh, along with any – former members uh he, he used to play with so uh such a fragile and sad tragic situation that is something that it's it's actually league-wide news it's something that it's gonna oh. i think affect all clubs moving forward i think we're gonna see a lot more players wearing those yeah you're gonna uh, see this is more. just the beginning it's rocked the hockey world across all levels and, and frankly at the speed this game is played now like collisions are that much and just with again knowing that there is a protection that people can Mm -hmm. wear that's not going to limit mobility or anything like that that much like we're gonna see it and i have friends that don't watch hockey who know i do this podcast and they text me like like you know about what happened with adam johnson yeah it's freaking terrible and seeing that it's it's not just it's it's being seen outside of hockey like it's big and it's hopefully going to change things and make more mandatory precautions for skaters because they have literal blades on the bottom of their feet. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, it's obviously not like, it's not obviously news we want to talk about, but it is something that I think is going to impact the league and at least the player safety department moving forward. I, I think I'd be about it. It's yeah, exactly. I think moving forward, it's going to be a thing where the league is probably going to start enforcing it. It's mm-hmm. it's something you're, I think you're going to see moving forward. And I've seen some people saying, well, they shouldn't be forced to wear them. I mean, they, they're forced to wear the helmets now. Like the whole like helmet on the ice, that, that that's a requirement. Yeah, like, like Even mandatory I'm concussion sorry. protocol where you no longer leave, it's out of the player's control now because the player is going to want to be on the ice. Like... I'm, yeah, I'm you sorry. can. If, I mean, it's a seatbelt. If, if I was an NHL player, my nickname would be Bubble Wrap because I'm like, oh, you have a new protection gear? I'm wearing it. Like, I would yeah, wear it. I'd be wearing a full cape. Yes. Yeah. 
Like, come on. But no, I sh- I thought that was worth noting because it is yeah. something like around the hockey world that has really caught mainstream news and is kind of a big deal. Absolutely huge. Um, we can move on to the flashback, flash forward segments of this show, and I feel like they're going to be a little bit quicker than normal. Um, the Wings, like I, we started the show saying they came back to earth these past two weeks. It. It was really weird. They obviously, I think the last time we recorded, they had just finished the game with Calgary where they had the uh, the 6-2, like just decimation of the Flames. That's the only way to put it. Yeah, but good times. They had, a, they had an overtime loss to the Kraken. They had the just, the Connor Hellebuck standing on his head loss to Winnipeg. As he's want to do, yeah. You've got the Florida Panthers again just Great A goaltending performance from, from Sergei Bobrovsky. Unfortunately, Florida got realistically the one goal of that game. The other one was a gimme goal. You have the game in Boston that they lost 4-1, which was more like a 2-1 game because of the fact that one of Boston's goals was an empty netter. The other one was a penalty shot goal. Yeah. They had the 4-3 win over the Islanders, which we – we said it. They look good against all of the clubs that should be rebuilding, which the Islanders should be with for all intents and purposes. And then you, they won versus the Bruins last night, five to four. Really dug their heels in against a cup contender. All things considered, though, I'm really happy with these past two weeks for the Wings. They haven't yeah. really, they haven't had a game where you looked at them and go, "Man, this team really deserved to lose that game." Yeah, I mean, it sucked watching us lose, you know, a few games in a row. Um, it sucks losing, but having it be like a few games in a row, it's like, it's like oh, God, it's just the punches keep coming. But they weren't like haymaker punches like we saw the COVID season where we were just the worst team on the play face of the earth. <laughs> it was just like, man, we could have we won this game. Reimer had a really bad sit- – Glove save that fell out and went in, and then Hellebuck played on his head. Bobrovsky played on his head. Like Boston was Boston in that first matchup. Um, but digging our heels in and taking out the Islanders, who we should be beating, and then having three goals back to back to back in a matter of minutes against Boston, and really, in my opinion, outplaying them two thirds of that game. Um, was just really good to see. And just, we talked about the beginning Boston, you know, we handed them their first regulation loss and they did not take it with grace, which was also fun to see, you know, the ejections here and there at the end of the game. Love to see uh, it. Marshan just being Marshan, you know, I've never liked him. The rat king. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, we're in a, good place we're second in the atlantic the last time i checked yeah we are Um, okay which is good place to be um because there's other great teams in our division um to be second above a toronto above a florida um above tampa tampa (laughs) above a tampa is just like wow that's that's great who who would have thought you know i mean tim nick what was the week for you guys (laughs) Woo! <laughs> 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 
boy, you took the <laughs> took the words right out of my mouth with that one. All right. Um, Almost yeah, take it away, away, brother. Uh, you know, the 24th of October, we lost to Boston. Uh, then we beat Vegas for their first loss of the season, 4-3 to three in overtime. Overtime. The whole reason my expression came out, this was the game. Yeah. The Arizona State Coyotes putting a whomping on us after we come out and score. Uh, 30 seconds, seconds in. in. Uh, we you. lose 8-1 to one there. Yeah. Uh, and then we lost to – or then we beat Florida and we lost tonight. Yeah, I was going to say, um, so we won against Florida, that 5-2 to two game, and Nick, yes, talk about, like, the 8-1 to one loss against the Coyotes. This is – I feel like last year we would have been like, that's unfortunate, like, oh, well, such is life. This year, like, this definitely feels like a team that hates to lose. Nick Foligno afterwards talking about it saying, I'm glad we have five days in between the games. We're gonna sit with this one. We're gonna remember it. Like there aren't no, easy yeah. games in this league, and they came back and ran like they beat Florida. Like that's yeah, sick. no, that's the attitude this team needs because, like, like you just said last year, you'd be like, ah, oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I was that's pissed. Best. I was pissed after that one. I was pissed. Oh, me too. And I was like, yeah, we can't like, be doing that. Yeah, like Bedard <laughs> comes out. Korczynski feeds Bedard 28 seconds in, and he's like, holy shit. If you turn the game off after that, it's a great day. Rebuild over. No, yeah, right? Yeah. And, then, and then we get memed to death on Twitter over that game. Do you know oh, like, the ratchet guy clip where Peter's walking up the stands, he turns around, goal, turns around, goal, turns around, goal. Uh, I haven't seen that one. I got to find that stupid. one. Don't look at it. I'll, I'll find it for It's you. not funny uh, at all. But oh. Now that I exa- got my exaggeration yeah. out of the way a little bit, it was nice to beat a team like Florida and beat a team, uh, beat Vegas for the first time. Uh, that they suffered a loss. Um, I was, you know, tonight was kind of a bummer. They came out very dry again. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, this is who we are, though. I hope, uh, I, I think, I think we, uh, on most nights, you know, obviously they were very upset, which I love about the Coyotes game. They were, they will want to let it sit with them. We're gonna go like we we're gonna go out and battle. You know, besides that Coyotes game, we we're, we're gonna go out and battle. We're gonna fight. I mean, um, even losing to I, the Devils tonight, four to two, like that's still it's a two goal game against one of the best teams in the East. Like, yeah, no, no, yeah. exactly. I I want to just go in there. I, I'm not asking to go win. We're still at bottom. Like, I want to lose three to two, three to one. I, I like obviously if we win, I'm happy. But like if but I we lose, know who I we are, lose three to one, three to two. Yeah, yeah, you're not the sharks. <laughs> Which God. we are on shark watch of when is the San Jose Shark team going to win their first game? I don't know. Are they going to get double digit points this year? Is the question. Could I hope not. That like would be the, fun. Could and they, they could like take the Detroit's crown for worst season ever. <laughs> um. <laughs> eh, yeah, I mean, but as for your player of the week, Tim. Or, well, I guess we'll go to the player of the week conversation. Are we, are, yeah, are we doing player yeah, of the week? Yeah, 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 we'll do player of the week real quick. Jordan, David, we started with the wings. Do you guys, uh, you know, give us, fill us in? Go ahead, Jordan. I'm thinking. I, I got to go with Andrew Cott, man. Like, the guy has been A-plus effort. He's had, I think it was two goals this week. And I don't know. It, it really does seem like he has bounced back in such a meaningful way for this organization this year. He, 
to put it into perspective, he had eight goals last season. He's already got four this season, and we're 10 games in. Like, holy cow. He's looked a lot better. <laughs> that, and I like his attitude. Like, he doesn't make excuses for when the wings lose. Like, if you watch media availabilities with him, he just says it straight. He's like, yeah, he's like, we got completely outworked tonight, which is unacceptable. He's like, we're better than this. I love that. I mean, David, yeah. who do you got? I'm, I'm going to have to piggyback on that because, like, yeah, Cop's been great. And I was watching, I think it was the Boston game last night where he was really, like, fighting for the team and arguing with the ref. Like, he got a really bogus tripping call called against him. Yeah, the blue line. He was trying to, he was trying to stop to stay on side. And, like, he just – isn't afraid to argue a point and he's not afraid to say when the team's, you know, not playing to their expectations. And he, I'm trying to remember, I'm drawing a blank. He wears an A. He's one of our assistants this year, isn't he? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. He, he deserves that. Like, that's what you want. You want someone that's like that wearing that letter on their chest. Um, and people were crapping on him last year. Like, oh, cop's not great. I can't believe we spent so much on him. But people forget he had a core surgery, which is yeah, like exactly. a really hard injury to heal from. And at the end of the season, we started to see, like, yeah, he started to come alive a bit. And I was excited. I think I mentioned on our pre-show. I'm like, I'm excited to see him. Like, he wasn't my big player to watch, but he was one of my honorable mentions. Because I'm like, cop's going to, you know, surprise those people this year. Like, they're going to be quiet because cop is going to actually come out and be healthy to start the year. He's shown it so far. I'm excited. Tim and Nick, who are you guys' players for the week? Uh, my player of the week is Pete Mrazek. Talk about a guy I don't think I've ever had as my player <laughs> of the week ever. Has he ever been anyone's player of the week? I, well, that's the question, right? No, uh, well, no, we said Patrick Kane for like 30 straight <laughs> episodes on our side, so... Uh, I mean, he was in goal when we beat the Panthers, when we beat the Golden Knights. That Boston game that we lost, he had 40 saves. Like, he has been really good this year. Nick, am I crazy? Like, he's been really good. No, he's – I mean – that's been one of the few bright spots in this uh, for this team this year is the goaltending. I mean, between yeah. them both. Because Soderbaum, Soderbaum's know, been great, but like Pete Morazic has been stealing games for us. It's I've never seen it. <laughs> yeah, he's built up that trade value. He wants to get the hell out of town. Exactly. He's like, I promise <laughs> you I can still do this. Like, please get me out of here. I just, I watched the Arizona thing. I got to go. <laughs> yeah, what about you, Nick? Uh, I'm going to go with a uh, recency bias. Um, Philip Kershaw. I thought yesterday he had a stellar game. Excellent choice. Uh, last night he had a stellar game, and then the game-winning goal uh, against Vegas. I think Kershaw is, you know, he's kind of one of those guys that we've been having our eye on uh, this years. year. Uh, is, yeah, but and then especially this year, we're like, this, is, this should be the year he takes that next step. You know, bigger role. He's going to be getting some power play time. And, and he – Lately, he's been taking advantage of it. Uh, he looked phenomenal last night, his best game of the season by far. Uh, and then Vegas, you know, Barry, that game-winning goal was huge. Obviously, you know, jumping for excitement, uh, causing us fans, uh, you know, to beat Vegas. So, uh, Phil Kershaw is going to be my player of the week. Yeah. Love it. Um, I just want to jump in real quick. Tim, yes, that is the first ever mention of Peter Morazic being player of the week because he was not on our team when the show was born. Then, yeah. So we never could have mentioned him. Um, and I feel like also we need to keep a list tally of players of the week. 
Like I said, Patrick Kane was like thirty. Yeah, I was gonna say you can just yes. assume it was Patrick Kane last year. <laughs> yeah. I, there was there were shows when Nick Miss were like, "It's Patrick Kane." Like he's hey, gonna say Patrick, Patrick Kane. Kane. Patrick Kane. Well, I yeah, I mean it was Patrick it was Kane. a it was a it was a pennant. Like you just put you put it down. The know, occasional just, honorary tase, and yeah. maybe we moved on. No, there's like a that, few. There's a few off reads. It's like you set your favorites for auto select in a game, and someone picks your other favorite. So like it just shows up. Like Patrick Kane, Patrick Kane. Patrick Dude, we could have missed. We could have missed that segment, and you could have just auto recorded our reasoning, and it been like, yeah, it would have been, been, been a changed? copy and paste every week because <laughs> he's a stud. Um, real so, quick, yeah, we need a running I know, list. I, I know we are wrapping up the show. Yeah, but I do have one last thing I want to talk about. I didn't tell you guys this before show. It's obviously I was away from hockey for the last week and a half or a week plus. Uh, for those that didn't listen to last week's episode, I got married. I went on my honeymoon. Here's the proof. I'm not lying. Hey, She's real. She yeah. doesn't live in Canada. <laughs> I didn't meet her at summer camp. Um, but the reason why I'm bringing, even bringing this up is because I was away from hockey. Obviously, I wanted to still stay in the loop. I was on my honeymoon. The new NHL design, NHL app design really grinds my gears because it absolutely sucks. It sucks. It oh, is I not, it, it is not, apps, I don't know. It is not user friendly. It is not navigationable. It, it, it's just a poorly designed app. And I want the old one back. Like, I can't go, I don't know how to find a schedule to like look up past scores and click. Like, I have to scroll through like, the manual schedule or where I have to like, like this, that. So what you're saying is I have to download the app. Don't, no, don't. (laughs) I'm going to do it. It sucks. You're not my dad. I love, I love, no, Nick, thank you for telling us how you feel. I I am. That's frustrating. That's how I've been keeping up with news. And it takes me 45 minutes. Like I'm a 95 year old man getting my iPhone for the first time. (laughs) And I don't know how to follow the news. I'm confused and I don't know what to do. It's such a terrible app now. I'm mad. Thanks a lot, Batman. Sorry. I I'll blame Batman out. for that one. I had to and get it, that out. It would at least that. be bearable, though. Like, we talked about the blackout stuff before. I would at least put up a terrible UI if I could watch all of the games on blackout. That's like, exactly, yeah. I can do one or the other. I can't have both. Don't get one me the, started with blackouts. I that also. Uh, one of the me. games. One of the games in the last two weeks, I couldn't watch for the wings. Oh, that's the other one. Me. Yeah, the Bally Sports app was just not working. Well, like, no, because I have, you can't watch your games. Oh, it's I have Hulu ESPN Plus, and like I could watch any other hockey game that night except for it was the Wings Islanders game. I couldn't watch the Wings Islanders game, and I'm like, probably because it was well, too local why? for you guys. No, I can watch like Wings Flyers when they play or whenever, but it, there wasn't even like a thing. I could watch a replay of it a week later because it says like, "Oh, you can watch this game week later replay." I'm like, I don't want to watch a replay. I want to watch it now. Yeah, don't use the new NHL app is what I'm saying until they fix it. Complain? I don't know. Yeah. File to HR somewhere. I don't know. It Make sucks. Apple reviews. Get a review on the Apple. Yeah, this is why I don't do trips. This is why I'm a homebody because I want to get my news like a real man and do nothing with my life and watch TV all day. Because the app sucks. The dream. (laughs) All right, Nick's gone. Let's change the app. (laughs) 
You're talking about keeping up with the news, Nick. We can use that, I guess, to our flash forward segment because we're going to have news for the uh, oh, next shit. Sorry, week based on the flash. <laughs> yeah, you on... you had that cooking. You're like, I don't care about the flash forward. <laughs> well, I, I want to co- my chest. I want to complain I... about it week one, but you're like, you know what? I'll give it a chance. I'll give it a chance. I can't. I, I can't flash forward until I say this. All right, Jordan, Anyways. flashes forward. All right, so the Wings are going to have uh, three games this week. They play against the Rangers on Tuesday. They play against the Canadians on Thursday. And then they play against the Blue Jackets on Saturday. Conventional wisdom, if you know, you're looking at the schedule, I would assume that the New York Rangers will beat the Wings. Just They didn't lose any major pieces during this offseason. And they still look like the Rangers. The Montreal Canadiens are a rebuilding club still. And I think the Wings are going to look just as good as they did last year against them. And then the Blue Jackets, again, a club that Detroit pretty handedly beat already earlier this season. I would think that they're going to win two out of these games, probably the rebuilder ones. I could see them maybe squeaking by the Rangers, maybe, if they get, I've been saying this, depth production throughout the lineup. David, the same... You copy the same like, traffic. That's a that's a ten four for me. I feel like we're in the same boat. I'd love to beat the Rangers. I have a student who's a huge Rangers fan. I don't want that, you know, heat the next day after if we lose to the Rangers. So I'd like to be able to beat them, but I think we take two of the three this week at hopeful least. Tim and Nick, though, what do you guys have cooking for the Hawks this week? Because you guys have games. Two. We got two games this week. We've got Thursday, it's Blackhawks against the Lightning. And then Sunday, it's Blackhawks against Panthers. So a little Florida road trip. I I think I think we beat the Lightning. And I think the Panthers come back and they beat us as a revenge game. Well, you know Tachuk's going to be wanting to hit somebody. Oh, he's going to be squirrely. I get it. Yeah, thanks you know, for telling me, Tim, because I was trying to use this app to find our schedule. Oh, no, I just Google it because I can't use that app. It's garbage. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I'm going to use go... Yahoo Sports like a real old man. That's what I'm on. An Excel spreadsheet. I type it in when it first comes out on the newspaper. Um, I, I think it's going to be two losses, though. I, you know, oh, I think beans. we had our, uh, our monumental win against uh florida i think they do come back and beat us a nice noon start though i like I that love that 1 p.m for 1 p.m for you eastern folks but a nice noon start you know have some lunch watch the hawks um see did, did yeah, he, he froze. freeze or is he, he froze I think he was. He, I thought he was contemplating, but he. I, I thought he was just deep in thought. That's hilarious. Well, a nice lunch. Go to country. No, country I'm, I'm here. <laughs> I, I'm here. I'm here. Sorry, my Wi-Fi cut out because I guess Batman heard me. Right yeah, the, the yeah. NHL. I have cut him out. Cut him. You know. No, no. It was uh, my. I was my jokes ruined. That's two losses. Is what I heard. It's okay. You know, all seriousness, though, like you brought up like beating the Lightning, Tim. They don't look as good as they have in years prior. They're tired. Yeah. They're like us when we just kept making the playoffs and making the playoffs. That's a lot of hockey they've played. 
they went to three straight cup finals. Like they're tired. They're old. Punch them when they're down. Yes. Except How many Hegel. times do I have to tell you, old man? <laughs> huh? No, I think we I think we can beat the lightning. I I don't think it's a gimme game, but like I think that we can do it. So you know, okay. I, I agree. I don't think it'll be a gimme game for you guys. No, I think God, no. if the Hawks are gonna win that game, they're gonna have to dig their heels in and really try to play like the, the true trap game on them. Yeah. I think that's how the out. Hawks are gonna have to win. Be real nice for Brandon Hagel to get a hat trick against his former. Team. I'd be so sad. I'd be so happy wait, wait, for wait, him. Wait. Is it too late to change? Yeah, no, it's never too late. All right, I'm gonna say we're gonna beat the Lightning. I just gotta alert the Hawks held a team meeting after tonight's loss. Hawks beat oh. the Lightning. Hawks are hundred percent. They're gonna ride that what team that? meeting momentum. The team the meeting was to get the Lightning. <laughs> Fuck, dude, I'd do better. Oh. <laughs> There goes that family friendly. Well, <laughs> we'll be kicked off in a week. Uh, uh, sorry, Facebook. This we get one. Crazy. We get one. It's like All a PG thirteen movie. Yeah, I get one. Yeah, exactly. You get one. Yeah, I got. One. I I do better when pizza's involved too. All right. Anyways, <laughs> well, we're starting to go down a rabbit trail, us, so I'm going to close Jordan, us out. Take boys. us home. So. <laughs> That's going to be it for our show tonight. There's nothing else for us to talk about as far as I'm aware. Um, if you liked what you heard or you listened to, feel free to give us a, uh, a like, follow, share, whatever the social media, social media currency is on the platform you found us. It really does help the show grow. And also feel free to check out the other podcasts on the Hockey Podcast Network as well as our sponsors. I mean, if you are a fan of even not the the Red Wings or the Blackhawks, like let's say you follow the Seattle Kraken or the New Jersey Devils or one of those like you know other teams around the league, I'm pretty sure just about every team has a podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. So feel free to give them some love as well and check out the other offerings that they have. But with all that being said, for your host tonight, Jordan Linscott, from my co-host David Barnhouse, Nicola Page, and Tim Stampanato, this has been another edition of the Sick Play Podcast. We will catch you guys back all here next time. In the meantime, stay safe, take care of each other, take care of yourselves. We will catch you guys back all here later. Have a good evening. Go Wings. Go Hawks.